Hello there. You want to talk about old Greg? <laughs> I want to talk about old Greg because I want to play old Greg. At, I want to cosplay old Greg at celebration. <laughs> you drink Bailey's out of a shoe. You ever drink Bailey's from a shoe? <laughs> Those Bailey's clothes you can get before your eyes get wet. That one. Is this? Can we just like this entire episode? We're just going to quote old Greg. And if people haven't seen it, then they're just out of the loop. I guess. How would you make old Greg Star Warsy? You wouldn't. You would just cosplay as old Greg and then see if who gets it. And it would <laughs> just go walk around like quoting it. Have and, you not seen the cantina scene? What are you talking about? That's a very good point because it would fit in so well there. I'd be like, oh, you must just be like a random cantina person. I guess I'd be like, yeah. Yep. You better believe it. We're I'm a uh, scaly man fish. <laughs> <laughs> You've seen my downstairs mix up. <laughs> yes. Uh, that's uh, So that's my idea. But yeah, cosplay, man. I can't get on board with cosplay because no matter what I do, um, it's going to be too hot and sweaty unless it's like Slave Leia, which I, I'm not going to I'm not going to pull that off. I would try. I I've actually su- I wouldn't. That's a lie. I support that if you want to try that. I just feel like you're either going to be cold or you're just going to like not be able to sit down anywhere or do anything. <laughs> <laughs> like talk to people because I would just be like, you need to move your eyeballs up. Have to you my seen? Face. <laughs> have you seen that video? I'll have to find it. It's on uh, some sun around Twitter. There's like some eye tracking software that some guy had. And he's like, guys, I am going to do this. I'm going to watch a video of this woman, and I am not going to look anywhere I shouldn't be. Just you wait. I can do it. da 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 Anyway, he's like, okay, here I go. And first thing as soon as he hit plays, goes right to the cleavage. Oh, my God. And then he, like, flipped out and, like, basically was beating himself. Like, wow, why did I fuck it up? One track mind, all of them. That's great. <laughs> yeah. No, that's awesome. It's pretty funny. All right. Well, this is Forced Toast episode five. It is March second. How about that? Yeah. Good job remembering to say that this is a uh, this is the name of our podcast in the episode because I, I forgot. No, I'm gonna say what I've always wanted to say. Let's get toasted. Let's Boom. do it. What are we drinking today, Alice? Oh. And we are drinking Fireball with tea of varying flavors. Yeah, we uh, we put fireball in our tea or like some of us maybe just did a little tea in our fireball i think i don't know proportions might be off a little bit uh but yeah we are drinking tea in fireball because sal from now this is podcasting gave us a little shout out in episode 262 and called us honorary team fireball and it's when i get out of the game they say yeah so we've been knighted um we're honorary knights of team fireball but we are very honored nonetheless so yeah thank you for the shout out it was great we appreciate it although Uh, there is a common misconception (laughs) we are not fancy we do not drink fancy drinks for example my favorite drink is carlo rossi jug wine the flavor of chablis because they are flavors i'm pretty sure 
out of coffee mug with ice cubes. Yum. They were so nice. They were like, I think they're classy ladies. They like drink wine. It's like, okay, yeah, we're not classy ladies, but we do drink wine. We just don't drink like nice wine. It was just our first episode that we drank nice wine. Yeah, it's we put it in adult sippy cups with a shit ton of ice, so we're not fancy. Yeah, no. Anytime we drink red wine, we like put ice cubes in it because we're, I don't know. Any wine, we put ice cubes in it. Yeah, pretty All much. All the wines. Pretty much. You got to water it down a little bit, otherwise this is going to get... Just, this is going to get nuts. Mm. We've never listened to our own advice before. Huh. No, obviously not, because here we are, and I did not... I ate breakfast this morning, but that was at like 8.30, and I haven't eaten oh. since, so this is going to be very silly. We'll be fine. All right, next up, housekeeping. Nothing? No, I don't think we have anything. I don't... Th- I don't. Do we really have any... I don't know if we have any, like, caravan of corrections, really, either. Nothing Nothing major. Yeah, nothing substantial. It's all just silly shit. Like, last episode, I said 1983. Laura says, you mean 1893? I said, well, yeah, that's what I said. And then she didn't bite me on it. No, I didn't. I was just going to let it go. <laughs> I, was, I like, was, like, pretty sure you had said 1983, but I was totally willing to let it go. And I was totally sure that what I said was right. Um, I'm convincing. I guess. You got me. Yeah, no, it was great. Yes, I win. (laughs) Awesome. News. Yeah, we don't have a whole lot of news, but we do have some celebration news. So that's kind of fun. And then we've got Galaxy's Edge news. And we can just make up news, too. We could totally make up news. That's really popular to do on Twitter nowadays. I know. So many people like to make up their own news, and they don't even call it rumors. They're just like, breaking. Mm -hmm. Fake news. Uh, So we got an announcement that the Phantom Manus... Phantom Manus? The Phantom Manus panel. The Phantom Manus. The Praying Phantom Manus. The Praying Phantom Manus panel is going to happen on Monday (laughs) at Star Wars Celebration. So that's motivation to stay through Monday and hang out. But uh, what are you thinking? You and McGregor. You thinking you and McGregor? I think so. Is he single? I know he got divorced because he was cheating on his wife with a lady from Fargo. Yeah. Oopsies. Um, <laughs> better for us. I better for you. Alice wants a piece of you, McGregor. Um, but maybe he's coming. Nobody's told us yet. It's probably a no, but we can still hope. Indeed. Yeah, that was sort of the biggest news I think that came out. We've got Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. They announced that they're having a panel on Saturday, so that's kind of exciting. Do you think that's going to be like the first like big panel of that day, or the only big panel of the day? Probably not the only one, right? I wouldn't think the only one. I've never been to Celebration, so I don't know how the shit works. Um, but I do know I need to figure out how to use my PlayStation 4 so I can play it, because I'll buy it. I bought Battlefront and Battlefront 2, the new ones. I tried playing them, but then I got stuck flying a TIE fighter because the controls are all backwards from how when you normally have fly games. Really? Yeah, so then I quit. But I should pick that back up and finish it. Yeah. I need to finish the campaign. Oh, I forgot to... I, think, I, don't, I can't remember if I told you. My, uh, like... I think he's like 13 year old cousin had listened to our show, which I was like mortified about. I was like, oh, my God, like my shit. boss listens. I know that's no, it's it's mortifying. Um, but he was he like sent me a picture of him listening to our show in the car with his mom. And I was like, fuck. Oh, no. <laughs> um, so whoopsies. But they were he was he was like, I have some ideas. And I was like, what? And he's like, we should play Battlefront, too. And I was like, yeah, we totally should. But I'm like. Are we are we streaming it on Twitch or something? We played it on the show. I don't know what he was getting at. I have to follow up, but the technology is so like confusing nowadays. I like my PS2 Battlefront, dude. I never advanced okay. past Nintendo 64. Like seriously, I've never played anything any other console ever besides like a Wii, and that's dumb. So it's gonna be bad. I can teach you. 
You could. Somebody needs to. You or my cousin. One of us. All, some one of you is gonna have to teach me how to play a video. Well, maybe game he can come over too. It would be actually fun for me to learn how to play because I would like to play this fallen order game this sounds fun like this is this is exactly what i want out of a game is like i want everything out of star wars to be force user and force stuff so yeah i'm gonna play with that um but i guess they're gonna be talking about the old republic there's gonna be some sort of like old republic thing which okay tell me how you feel about that because every time i see something about the old republic i just think about all the fans that are just like bring back the eu and they don't like like any of the Disney stuff because they just only like EU and Old Republic stuff. Well, no, I just want to see like like the medieval times version of what we have so far from Star Wars. You know, like I want to see, I was thinking about this the other day when I was walking down the street, like I want to see what things were like when Yoda got picked up to be a Jedi. You know, like there's no way they had the same technology or like the same kind of galaxy center city or I wouldn't think so like 900 years prior but like how was everything organized then how did they find the kids did they have fancy archive things all over the place I don't know was any of that involved in the first battlefront because that no no okay no the battlefront games campaign or at least the original ones they campaign the saga oh okay but that game's not considered canon anymore is it the original Battlefront games are not. The okay. new ones are. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Battlefront 2 is. Okay. Good to know. Well, yeah. I don't... So I didn't go to the Battlefront 2 panel in 2017 because I don't play video games and I don't care. But I am sort of interested to learn how to play that game. Whether or not I actually go to this panel is really questionable. The, the content of the game sounds really interesting to me. But because I'm not a video game person, I'm thinking no. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What about you? I'll probably just buy it and then figure it out. I guess it's, see, it depends on where it is and how much time we have and what's going on. But you don't want to go to the panel and hear all about it? I mean, it just depends on what else is going on. Got it. Yeah. I feel like Saturday is going to be a big day. I don't know. Like, I I have a feeling that, like, Friday might be episode nine stuff, but then Saturday is going to probably be, like, TV. Like, a lot of, like, The Mandalorian and Clone Wars and whatever other TV that's that's unannounced still. I don't know. Hmm. Well, we'll find out. Yeah, exactly. Uh, So the only other thing that we have in the news, I think, is all this stuff, this, like, ass load of Galaxy's Edge stuff that just dropped, like just what was that like three two three days ago um sources like entertainment weekly and the nerdist dropped a whole bunch of articles about like not a lot of pictures i guess but definitely a lot of news a lot of content about what to expect yeah i don't know i just the only thing that i really looked at apart from what i've heard other podcasts talk about were the outfits and i'm just they're so blah are you talking about, like, the costumes that are for sale, like those ones that they have? Well, like, the costumes the people are in the parks are going to be wearing. Like, the, the, what do they call them? Like, the uniforms? Yeah. Huh. I guess I must have missed that picture. I saw the pictures of the ones that they're going to be selling, like, people can buy. But I didn't see what the actual uniforms are going to no, be, but they were just ugly. like, frumpy. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's like, it's like, uh, I don't know. It's just frumpy. They have to like work for all body types though. Like what would you what would you have wanted? Like what do you want them to look like? Well, I wouldn't wear any of them. I'd want to feel pretty. Got it. That that makes sense. And I would not feel pretty in any of those in any way. In, like a frumpy jumpsuit, you know what I'm like, you can't you don't think you could rock that look? I think you could. You're yeah, beautiful. like in chartreuse green with, you know, it, it's I, no, not for me. I like booby tops, as I've said previously. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Um, did you see the that live action Hondo? Yes. That, like, okay, people are saying that, that thing looks really good. It looks really creepy to me. Does I it, think it looks really good. Really? I like saw it and I was just like, why is his head too small? Like, can you make his head bigger? Oh. Like it didn't look like it matched. <laughs> no, I saw it and I was like, I was like, wow. And it took me a while because I was like, is that like a weird version of like one of the cartoons, like someone like scribbled on it weird, you know, how things do that. Yeah. And then I was like, whoa, it's an animatronic one. I thought it looked great. Oh, I thought it was so creepy looking. I was not on board for it. But apparently he's going to be leading or he's going to be part of the Millennium Falcon ride, which that's kind of cool, I guess. Because like, yeah, like it'll just be fun to see Hondo. They did confirm like Jim Cummings is going to voice, provide the voice for it, which is great. Uh, But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. He, it looked really creepy. It was a little sketchy looking. Oh, to me. I thought he looked great, and he's such a good character. Like, I loved him in the Clone Wars, and I still loved him in Rebels. Yeah, and I love how they they really made the character very different in both. Which I normally mm-hmm. I would think people would have a problem with, but I like there is definitely a difference in terms of I think him just being a little lighter in Rebels. He was a much darker character in the Clone Wars. Yeah, but yeah. he was cool in both. So I don't know. That's really funny. Either way, when we go. You can find us at, is it Oga? Uga? I haven't read that much. Oga's Cantina. No, oh my God, you didn't read the whole thing about all the drinks? There's like a whole article that the internet put out about just alcohol. Uh, well, you can tell me about it. Well, it's I'll not. I guess, I guess it's not just alcohol. It's like all the drinks. So there's like one <laughs> section of it. It's like, here's all the boozy drinks. Um, but one of them is a fuzzy tauntaun, which is like a fuzzy Ew. navel, which is kind of hilarious. There's, a, there's like a Bloody Mary, but I don't remember what it is. Mm-hmm. I don't remember any of them. All I was just th- all I was thinking was like number one, there's not going to be any actual booze in any of these, or there's going to be so little that it, you're not going to notice it because any drink that you get at like Disney World or whatever, or Disneyland or Senior Frogs, yeah, like, they're just sugar. Like it's just sugar and yeah. crap, and it's going to be it's going to be garbage. But the blue milk thing, they have like the a picture <gasps> of the blue milk drink, which by the way, I think the these blue milk and green milk drinks that they have, they're like vegan, they're plant based, which is interesting. I don't like. I'm not a big Weird. milk drinker, so I'm. I'm fully on board with that so that I don't like have to like shit my brains out all over the park. But the blue milk one has like a disown you. Yeah. (laughs) You'd have to be like, cool, you're going to go live in the bathroom the entire time we're here. So bye. Uh, But I they have like a donut sitting on top of it. They called it a cookie in the article. But there's it looks like a legit donut sitting on top of the blue milk drink that comes with it. Blue milk drink. It's a donut. Is it supposed to be like a boob, like of the four booby animal? No, that's the green one. The green, oh, the green one, one is supposed right. to be the talosiren. Yeah. yeah. The blue one is supposed to be bantha milk. So it's got a cookie that has a bantha horn design on top of it. But it looks like a donut. I don't know why they kept calling it a cookie. What's the difference between a cookie? Maybe it's crus- crusty. Maybe it's crunchy. I don't know. And donuts aren't crunchy. Maybe. It just looked really tall. Unless they have toffee. It was like a really tall tall cookie it's deep um. oh God. no listen i was at a work meeting oh I, I probably didn't tell you this there was a work meeting and we had to be like on video mm-hmm. and the maybe i did tell you that oh no because i came over on thursday and you were dressed all oh, cute and i was like yeah, oh you yeah. look cute today yeah and in the like the web video we we're being uh like broadcast to hq and the guy talking kept saying like go deep and like my mouth would just start smiling and I had to stop myself from <laughs> laughing so hard. And then I was like, oh my gosh, can people tell that my face is just like lighting up from a 12 year old sense of humor right now? Every time. I mean, it happened like three times. I know my coworker was like kind of chuckling next to me. Either he was doing the same thing or he saw I was trying to hold it back. You can't keep saying that phrase and not expect deep. people to react. <laughs> Come on, man. Were you in like the front row of this video? No, whatever? no. We were oh. like in the background. That's good. So yeah. Yeah. I was, I was kind of in the background and 
I also blend in with the wall because I'm so pale. Um, do you want to talk about this lightsaber dueling yes, in France? Yes, I okay. do. So there isn't a lot of news, but what we did get was lightsaber dueling in France. It is an official sport by the um, the fencing French Fencing Association or some shit. That's crazy. So this is like a is this like going to be an Olympic sport or something now? Not yet. Um, I'm optimistic there. So have you read anything about it, like the rules or anything? No, and I don't know shit about fencing, so I'm not sure. So I watch all the Olympics, so I've seen fencing. The only thing that I know about fencing is what I saw in the remake of The Parent Trap, starring Lindsay Lohan. Oh, yeah. I watched that movie on TV. And by that movie, I mean like the last 15 minutes. I love that movie. All that came up. I love it. So lightsaber dueling in France. It's really cute. It just became official, but it's been going on for a few years. The rules, it has like fencing rules where if you tap people in the head at so many points, on the arm at so many points, etc. Got it. They use these polycarbonate lightsabers that glow. Some of them actually make noise. Badass. And so when they do the little fights, it's in the dark and there's like a circle, like a big circle they have to stay in. And then there's a rule to where the tip of the lightsaber has to go behind your head before you like try to make a hit. So that way it's all the sweeping motion and people Mm. aren't just like poking. So like... Yeah. Ow. I just hit myself in the head. So people aren't just poking like Obi-Wan and Vader in the original where they're just yeah. like, meh, meh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Beep. Yeah. Boop. No. You have to, the tip has to, the tip has to go behind <laughs> your head. God damn it. Has to go behind your head. And that way there's always like a sweeping motion like in the prequels for uh, fighting. And it's pretty awesome. That's um, awesome. Yeah. Because I was wondering how much, like, how big Star Wars was in France, I guess. Um, I feel like we don't hear much about, you know, we hear how, like, it's not big in Asia, right? Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I haven't heard much about it in France, so I'm pretty surprised, I guess, that that's there. But they're also like, yeah, we want kids to like sports, so this is how we're trying. I'm like, well, that's really cute. But really the agenda is we want kids to like fencing, so this is how we're trying. But it's a thought that counts, right? Yeah, no, you got to get nerds to get up and get active, and this is a good way to do it, I bet. That's awesome. Yeah, you know, um... When I was trying, when I was going to Paris and I hadn't spoken French in like 10 years, I watched the DVDs of all the Star Wars movies because I had French subtitles and French um, dubbing. Oh, cool. That's so smart. That's good. (laughs) So I could get my ear used to it and like work on some vocabulary, even though like a lot of the vocabulary is totally not useful. Yeah. You can't be like, sorry, I need to. (laughs) Or no, hello there would be very useful, I think. (laughs) Bonjour, Um, (laughs) là-bas. Wait, is that really what it is? Well, I mean, that's just how you would It's just hello, it. yeah, or something like that. Well, bonjour is hello, yeah. and then there could be la or la-bas. Depends. But yes, lots of uh, great vocabulary. That's awesome. Such as sabre laser, lightsaber. Oh, nice. Mm. L'étoile noire is the Death Star. I definitely need to use that when I'm like in the Uber. I when you're trying been, to like, order oh, coffee. Oh, bring me to l'étoile noire. Maintenant, s'il vous plaît. No. Okay. Anyway, it was really useful because it helped me get my ear back. But some of the words that they use is just, it's so funny trying to translate. Yeah. Because they're either totally different or it's just really bizarre. And I just remember Han Solo's voice being so weird. Like, <laughs> the not dubbing. a good weird. Yeah. Uh, not a good weird. But it was, anyway, pretty funny. I pulled up this uh, site that has, like, all the uh, the main words i guess or the main kind of characters and stuff in french it's pretty funny i'll end with one jabba le hut 
Whoa. It's the same thing. <laughs> Jabalot. Jabalot. Yes. Can I just say really quick that one of my favorite like <laughs> things about Alice, it's like one of my favorite facts about you, is that you went to, was it elementary school in French? Your entire like elementary school education was in French? Yeah, K through five. I had an hour and a half of the day in English to learn grammar and reading and spelling. And then everything else I learned in French. That's that's just fucking fascinating. I legit feel like you grew up in a different country. Louisiana is a different country. Yeah, pretty basically. much. From what I understand, yeah. <laughs> Never been. I would like to go Yay. someday. Yeah. Uh, so on, on the other news, we've got mm. Triple Force Friday coming up on what day, Alice? <laughs> Trip Force Friday is on my 33rd birthday. Oh, yeah. 3-3 triple FF or something. The threes. Yeah. Let's just go with the threes. So when everyone's like getting in line at Walmart to go buy their their goods they need to be thinking of you in your birthday and raising a toast to our dear alice yes we'll remind you a few times don't worry yeah definitely i guess i'll have to get the video do we know when the video game's coming out usually they come out around thanksgiving yeah i don't know i have no idea that's i think it's supposed to be around probably around that time though right because we're gonna get like the mandalorian we're gonna get the clone wars we're gonna get jedi fallen order like all in the fall so Triple Force Are we getting the Clone Wars in the fall? Yeah. For yeah. sure. Fall of 2019, that's what they said, on Disney+. Plus. Still? Okay. For some reason, yes. I was under the impression that that was all going to be pushed back because of The Mandalorian. Like, they were going to stagger it. So Triple Force Friday is just Fallen Order, Mandalorian, and Up 9. Oh, uh, yeah. No, they are definitely still doing Clone Wars in the fall, too. Hmm. Yeah. That's, that stuff's all been planned for ages. They knew it was coming. So I think it'll be, it'll be very exciting. It's going to be an exciting fall, I think. Oh, my gosh. Wouldn't it be funny sidebar going back to lightsaber fighting mm-hmm. if there are these like french fencing offic- officials like walking around celebration like who wants a dual citizenship you know like <laughs> like let me record <laughs> let's recruit some people oh my god for, i mean the olympics and are in paris in a few years are they really that's yeah. exciting i know so people could get dual citizenship <gasps> oh oh get it a dual dual, dual citizenship <laughs> Dual meaning. <laughs> Look at that, Alice. It's great. I think I need a refill. Let's take, yeah, let's take a break. Perfect. Next segment. Rebels remembered. Laura, what is this? Yeah, so on March 5th, that's the day that this episode drops. The Rebels Remembered hashtag is going to be used all day because that is the anniversary of the series finale of Star Wars Rebels. It's the one year anniversary. So because Star Wars Rebels is my favorite Star Wars, Alice has generously allowed me some time to dive into some of my favorite things about this show. You've got the floor, Hooker. I appreciate that so much. Um, <laughs> You're welcome. So thank you. Um but I, I really I don't want to spend too much time on it because if I do, I'll get sappy and nobody likes a sad drunk. So I'm not going to spend too much time going into this. But I do. We also have a lot to cover, but I'm I'm going to get into it a little bit. So Star Wars Rebels. I am totally indifferent to Sabine. She's a great character. It's whatever. I think Ezra sucks. <laughs> um, despite the fact that I love the show, I've never been a fan of that character at all. I just am like, bleh. Um, I was glad when he got a haircut, though. Yeah, he was better when he got a haircut. And I know, I know, in the finale, like when we watch that, and there is that scene with him and Sabine, when you sort of recognize that they had like this like moment of understanding. That 
was like the first time I ever actually cared about Ezra because I always just thought the mo- that moment was really beautiful. And I was like, oh shit, am I actually like care about this character a little bit? Um, it was like really moving for me. But I, in general, I just like whatever. I can, I just I don't care. I don't, yeah, which is sad because he's the hero of the story, and I just like whatever. Is he? Yeah, I mean, he really is. He's like he's he's supposed to be our Luke, you know. But anyway, a good portion of my my tweets. Um, what you're going to be seeing today, probably when you're listening to this and probably muting me cause it's going to be overkill. Um, and what I'm going to focus on today are Kanan and Hera because they are the reason that I watched that show. Do they have like a portmanteau, like Kara? Canera. Canera. Mm-hmm. I didn't know. What was that word that you just used? You fancy bitch. Portmanteau. Oh, I like it. Just so when like, you combine two words like Brangelina. Yeah, it's like their yeah. couple name. I didn't know, know yeah. that's what it was called. Portmanteau. You're, I know some big words, huh? You're fancy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you say you're not, but you are. <laughs> so I'm going to focus on Canera. Um, because <laughs> <laughs> Canera bread. Yeah. And first like first, first and last warning, if you haven't watched Star Wars Rebels, I'm going to, first of all, you're a year late now to it, but I am going to spoil it for you. So jump ahead five minutes if, you're, if you don't want to get spoiled, but I'm going to go ahead and jump in right now and I'm going to talk start talking some spoilers um so really quick alice do you want to recap for our lovely listeners what your prediction was for how kanan's story was going to end in star wars rebels do you remember did i have a prediction you did yeah you told oh, me shit. what you thought was going to happen and i was just like what <laughs> um okay I, so- it could be really literally anything that's what did i say you may have been like half kidding but i feel like you weren't at the time because you brought it up multiple times because you thought that the ending for kanan because he wasn't a, we knew he wasn't going to be around during the time of a new hope and like and stuff your idea for how his story would end was that he was basically just gonna like go disappear and lay low and become like he was just gonna be like the house husband uh for Hera because <laughs> We yes. like knew that she was going to be around. By that time, we knew that she had survived the Battle of Scarif. And so you were just like, cool. Well, I bet Kanan's just a house husband. I remember that now. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I was serious. It's my favorite. It's my favorite thing. But that said, can we admit that that maybe would not have been the best way for his story to end? You'd rather him be dead. Yeah. I, I actually really like how his story ended. I think it I think it oh, ended it really nice. I think it ended really beautifully and really poetically. And I thought it worked very, very well for the character. I think it was the only way, the only way his story could end properly. Yeah, it was done well. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, so that's that's my whole thing with Kanan. Um, I think that was the only place his story could go. Maybe not the only place, but the best place. In his hero's journey, the hero has to face significant hardship. Luke lost his mentor when Obi-Wan died, and Ezra ultimately had to lose Kanan. It really kind of, you know, it rhymes. It had to make sense in that way. But to jump in to where I think the story might be going, because Rebels remembered, not all of them died. Hashtag. Don't forget that. Hashtag Rebels remembered. Mm -hmm. Not all of them died. We do have an opportunity now to look forward to what could potentially come for some of the characters that survived. So this is where I'm going to focus on Hera, um, who is my... Kanan and Hera, it's a toss-up. They're my favorite Star Wars characters. But you don't have Kanan on a keychain. No, I don't. I've got Hera on two keychains, so Hera probably inches up a little bit higher. Kanan's definitely my favorite Jedi. Um, But I want to jump into Hera's post-war story, because we're going to see that in alphabet squadron that's going to be very cool but i want to kind of talk about where i think that story might be going for her so here's a question have you watched bbc sherlock 
Yes, I binge watched it when I was on Fun Employment a year ago. Nice. I So I love that show so much. I never thought that guy was hot until I saw that show. I know, right? Benedict Cumberbatch? I love yeah. him. I so love much. him. I love him in that character. Um, but I have a point to make about John Watson because I think oh. that this is sort of how... Bilbo. I have a point to make about where I think Hera's story is going to be going. So I want to like play this little sound clip really quick. Um, that, that'll sort of summarize where I think it might go. You have an intermittent tremor in your left hand. Your therapist thinks it's post-traumatic stress disorder. She thinks you're haunted by memories of your military service. Who the hell are you? How do you know that? Fire her. She's got it the wrong way around. You're under stress right now and your hand is perfectly steady. You're not haunted by the war, Dr. Watson. You'll miss it. Well, that's kind of like um, that's kind of like an aftermath. Uh, Nora Wexley, yeah, where she's got a little bit of like the sort of post traumatic stress disorder. But I think it's going to go the other way a little bit for Hera, where I think because I'm trying to picture what her character is going to be like when there's not a war going on. She grew up around the Clone Wars. She was like, mm-hmm. you know, a young child trying to survive the Clone Wars and constantly on the move then immediately grew into a rebel spy like we knew that we know that's what she was doing when she was 18 that's when she met Kanan in a new dawn and then she's been fighting through rebellion ever since so what is life gonna look like for her once the story is over once the story of this war is over at least for temporarily we know you know obviously the first order comes into play later but that's what I would like to see and that's kind of where I think the story is going to be going is going to be her sort of struggling to figure out what her life is like when there's this gigantic hole in it that isn't just her being motivated by a cause okay all right i like to think that rebel we're remembering rebels today but i don't think the story's over um but star wars rebels was a big part of my star wars fandom it still is and at the end of the day those stories that we love stay with us and they're the ones you know those stories that really speak to us are a big part of you know they're just as big a part of our lives as the real people that are in our real lives so good storytelling can just utterly rock us to our core and that's what Star Wars Rebels was for me so I won't get too sappy but that's (laughs) I just wanted to pay homage to it in that small way while I was given time to do it so hashtag Rebels Rebels Remembered remembered. and is it everyone's supposed to post their favorite Rebels memories on the 5th? Yeah that's the prompt is that people are posting their favorite fan fiction their favorite pictures their favorite stories you know what have you just however they want to remember Star Wars Rebels that is what is being called for on March 5th I'm gonna post my cake yay and Alice made us cake on the finale day and it was so good so much fun again and again and again and again yeah a million times over hashtag rebels remembered nice wrap up Laura thank you nice job keeping keeping that good yeah should we take a pause before we get into Star Wars resistance (laughs) before we switch gears completely Hmm. Yes, I'm on Resistance Recap Part 2, Episodes 11 through 17. Jeez. I did a lot of watching. You did a lot of note-taking, as I understand it. Mm -hmm. Not all Star Wars is for everyone. This is not for me. You are getting a special Alice recap. Has (laughs) Sal from Novices Podcasting said that we are on our team Fireball and Fireballs and Resistance. We're going to do a shot of Fireball right now, and then I'll go through it. Yep, let's do it. Boom. Laura, you're pouring. Yeah. Cheers. Ugh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Ugh, I love Fireball. 
I'm so glad we decided not to chase that with wine. Because <laughs> that would have been, like, really fucking gross. Yeah, that was the original idea, is because we almost always are drinking wine for this show. So we were like, oh, I guess we'll just take a shot of Fireball to uh, recognize our, our honorary position in team fireball i'm convinced that fireball is like a sponsor of star wars resistance <laughs> like they're Super like sponsor. this the, yeah they're like a silent partner Here. behind the show put us on your fluffy tauntaun drinks at uh galaxy's edge or whatever it's called yeah it'll be fun uh all right so this is we took our shot of fireball so now it's time alice i know i'm standing up for this thank god <laughs> um so i will go through each episode one at a time okay and i'll give you what i took out of it okay now, I have not actually seen, um, I, I think I've seen up through episode six, but I don't care that you're spoiling it for me because I don't care about the show at all. Mm-hmm. All right, here we go. Boom. Let's do it. Episode 11, Bebo. Floaty walking and floaty flying. Bebo's the stinky blowfish of buzz droids. Blowfish? He's like a blowfish type animal that Niku is in love with, and but he like destroys shit, kind of like a buzz droid. It's like, oh, okay. But he's a fishy thing. Got it. And he smells bad. Gross. Um, let's see. Poor Niku, he's the best. Ultimately, this is a lesson in shit smelling like shit. And Kaz needs to use deodorant because he spent a little while like sniffing his armpit and looked confused. <laughs> That's it. Okay. Is that an entire episode that you just recapped, or was that two episodes? That's one episode. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. All right. Episode 12, Dangerous Business. Kaz says, let's do science today, and thinks he fixes everything on the ship. Um, He doesn't, because he's a dummy. Then he says, I'm a salesman today. Um, But then he fucks that up, too. He gets stuck in a box, and then gets out of the box. And then, oh, God, I've never been so disappointed about, like, bird shit ever. But he was, like, hiding under a box, under this bird's butt. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, my God, he's going to get shit on. That's going to be so great. And then the bird didn't have shit on his head. I was so ticked off that's like having a like showing a gun early in a movie and then not having it fire later like that sucks but even worse yeah that's definitely worse i mean he should have gotten bird shit on his head like i would have laughed so hard like i would have like honestly laughed real hard at that major cinema sin missed opportunity uh oh and then my last note for episode 12 is shit goes boom and Kaz floaty runs and floaty floats away i'm gonna let that one go go ahead onward episode 13 the doza dilemma Dilemma. <laughs> Are you British? <laughs> dilemma. The Doza Dilemma. The Doza, the doza Dilemma. <laughs> All right. Um, this guy, I don't pay attention to anyone's names, really. I just make them up. So I call him 90s shiny brass fixture trooper. Star Destroyer and Star Killer Base all are in the opening shot. I still am asking, why is everyone obsessed with the Colossus? I have no fucking clue. Don't get I, it. Like, I, I missed that. Taurus says, that's so wizard. So that's a fun Phantom Menace callback, I guess. Cool. Uh, and she's got a little bit of an attitude. Let's see. Red Douche Trooper's back. I asked, why does he know Tora's name? He's taking her home. Never mind. It's all a ruse. Um, and then also, <laughs> Kaz is too much of a dork to just be like, yo, why are you a bitch, Zanara? Because she was being a bitch. Who's Sonara? <laughs> she's the purple pirate lady. Oh, okay. I haven't seen her. I haven't met her yet. Oh, yeah. She's this purple pirate lady who they saved um, thinking, I don't know, she stole, she like helped the pirates get into the Colossus and like steal shit and then was helping them do like spy shit. And Got it. Anyway. Whose side is she on? Do we know? 
Um, she's not really on a side, but she veers towards being friends with Kaz eventually. Got it. And by eventually, I mean I'm pretty sure the next episode. So, <laughs> all right, that's episode 13. 14, First Order Occupation. Niku's a blabbermouth. Hashtag love it. I hate him. Ooh. So Kaz is like sneaking around, whatever, and some heavy boxes fall on his head. So I was like, ooh, maybe that will like reverse the stupid out of him. You know how like in movies sometimes stuff falls on people's head and they like get amnesia or something? Yeah, or was, like, like backwards. Yeah. And I was like, oh, maybe he'll like not be stupid for a while. That was wholly incorrect because one of the first things he did was like sneak up behind a girl in the dark. And he got punched in the face, obviously, because no asshole does that. Yeah, you're asking so for dumb. a buddy. And then he tried making some analogy about food, and it was made no sense. It was with the Sonara chick who ended up having a crush on, which was just kind of weird. Um, let's see. Yeah, so boxes didn't work. Such a bummer. Let's see. They talk about Taco Donna, Sonara. Sonara. Is it Sonara, Zenara? I don't know. It doesn't matter. Anyway, she's friends with Mas Kanata because everyone now all of a sudden wants to go to Taco Donna. I would go to Taco Donna. They have it's it's pretty lots of flags. In, yeah, it's pretty ingrained. There are lots of flags. There's good yeah. band. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, I kind of want to go back and watch The Force Awakens because several characters end up going to Taco Donna and see if they're like if I can see them in there or notice them. Tight. That'd be interested. And then Kaz is like, "Oh, a sensitive goodbye" or some bullshit, and she's like, "What are you talking about, you fool?" But this is the first episode that I finally like relate to Kaz. Oh, interesting. Okay. I'm trying to think of in what way uh-huh. you could relate to Kaz. So, he's helping Sonara escape because why is he helping her escape? Does she want to like is she wanted? Oh, yes, the first order like finds out that she there's something to do with spies. I think I like crossed over it because um I mean, all I wrote was, how does bitch climb that tiny rope? So, I don't know. <laughs> is Sonara the bitch you're referring to? Yeah. <laughs> but I'm sure it's a term of endearment. Um, so I missed part of a plot point here, but that's okay. I finally... <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> <laughs> so I do finally like identify with Kaz from this one tiny little scene he had. Okay. He's like, oh, Sonara, I'll help you get free. Derp, 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 derp. Like, here are all these ideas I have. Derp, derp, derp. Anyway, he's helping her into this, like, escape pod thing so she can, like, go down, like, through the water or something and then up in the sky into Taco Donna. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) How else would you get there? (laughs) Duh. Yeah. Anyway, he's, like, he's, like, saying goodbye from inside the little hatch and then... He's, like, getting out of the hatch to close the door and send her off on her way. And he bumps his head, like, on the top of, like, the door jam or whatever. <laughs> and, like, really hard. And he's like, oh, oops, my bad. I'm like, well, that damn same thing happened to me a few months ago. I was visiting my dude friend person. Your, and your dude friend person, yes. My dude friend person. And he was dropping me off at my friend's house. And it was the last time we are going to see each other for who knows how long um, or for a while. And, you know, I'm, like, getting out of the car, and I'm, like, oh, God, this is, you know, like, I need to, like, be extra cute. This is the last memory he's going to have of me. (laughs) And then I'm, like, getting out of the car, and then all of a sudden I just feel, like, boom! And I I smashed, like, the top back of my head on, like, the door frame of the car getting out. I totally miscalculated (laughs) that. And I was, like, I was, like, and the first thing I'm, I was like, well, that's sexy. And then I did like a little <laughs> lean and turned around. <laughs> did a little like hip hop. Like, that's sexy. Snap. Um, 
I was like, I was so mortified. I was like, oh my God, that's the last memory this dude's going to have of me for like a little while is like banging my head on his car door and then just like stumbling around like murp, murp. Oh God. Anyway, so I can relate with Kaz's embarrassment there. Yeah. But I think mine was probably worse because I'm a grown-up. Mm-hmm. I'm an adult grown-up. You are an adult grown-up. You've got your shit together and you booped your head. <laughs> Boop. Yeah. Boop. Yeah. So that was kind of funny for me to see like that happen in a cartoon, I guess. Yeah. So that was episode 14. Yes. Got it. All right. Wow. I can't believe you kept track of that. I don't. Alice, I listen to you. The things that you say are important. Also, you're in my headphones, so I hear you oh, loud and clear. Right. That's true. That's true. I love standing up because I can, like, act shit out when I talk. I like you standing up because now we're the same height. Because <laughs> I'm sitting down. <laughs> That's true. That's true. All right. Get excited. I only have three episodes to go. Oh, boy. <laughs> Episode 15, The New Trooper. 90s brass fixture dude is back. Those kids are back that everyone was looking for a while back. I remember the kids. Now, now remind me with the kids. Were they like force sensitive or something or no? Nah? I think they are force sensitive and they're okay. from a planet that got destroyed by the First Order. I remember that. I, and I thought I remember seeing people talking about them being force sensitive, but then I didn't see that in the episode I was watching, but I didn't pay attention because I hate it. Um, yeah, I wasn't paying attention either. I don't know exactly <laughs> why. Anywho, they get found by a stormtrooper and they knock him out and then they like go get Kaz and Niku and whoever for help. These dumb fuckers, they're like out on a pier fishing, and instead of just throwing them overboard, they're like, oh, let's just keep hitting them in the head and carrying them around. Drink. And I'm sitting there like, you could just throw them overboard and then not have to worry about anything. Yep. Easy solution. I know. It's right there staring you in the face. I know. But instead, Kaz decides to play dress up in the stormtrooper's outfit, and he leaves Niku to like keep him like tasered or whatever if he tries waking up. So then we just have Kaz around playing dress up and picking wedgies of stormtrooper outfit. <laughs> What? Yeah, he's like, I, I, I don't know. I can't, like, can't even imitate it. But he's like trying to walk and like scratch his butt at the same time in the stormtrooper outfit. <laughs> That's relatable. That's yeah. what makes Kaz relatable to me. I'm scratching my ass. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I mean, that's fair. Yeah. All right. It um, As far as what else happened in that episode, let's see. I put BB9E shows up. Like uh, the actual BB9E? Or, like, a BB unit that looked like him? Both. Okay. I don't know. At least one of those is right. Sure. Um, let's see. I also write, Tor- right. I also wrote, Tora's dog thing reminds me of a popple. What's a popple? You don't remember the popples? No. Is this a Star Wars thing? No. Google it. Google it. It's, like, these cute little animals that have, like, funny little ears. And, like, their backs have, like, a little pocket on them. So they, like, roll up in the pocket and bounce around like little balls. Like an actual animal? Well, it's not a real animal. It's like a cartoon and a and a stuffed animal line. I don't know. I googled it and a bunch of birds came up. P o p p l e. Oh, okay. So these aren't real animals. It's like a it's a stuffed animal and a cartoon. Yes, but they roll up into their back pockets. Like, do you see the one that's like blue with the yellow tummy mm-hmm. and, and the heart ears? That's the one I had. Oh, okay. This must. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't have these. Got it. Mm. Pobbles. All right. Onward. Onwards and upwards. Um, last note for episode 15. Why the fuck is this place so damn important? The okay. Colossus. I don't understand it. Yep. Okay. Episode 16 had some points. Kind of. <laughs> In this essay, I will address said points. Yes. Cass tries science again. Epic fail. 
Um, Ding Dong didn't realize the sound was coming from behind him and thought he had actually fixed a radio and that someone was talking to him. Poe was behind him. He thought he was talking on a radio. So dumb. Anyway, Poe's back. But I still wonder why he leaves his stupid BB-8 unit. Not the BB-8, stupid. Why he leaves his BB-8, precious baby, with stupid Kaz. Why would he let him go so much? That is so dumb. Anyway, we finally find out that he's getting BB-8 back in this episode to bring him to Jakku. Ooh, we're starting to tie in with The Force Awakens here. Oh, I thought I watched that episode. Like, that was, like, episode seven that he was, like, taking him. Mm-mm. No, not, like, for realsy. But he, like, <laughs> says for sure, like, I've got to go to Jakku. Yada, yada. I have I a mission. BB-8 with me. Yeah. Like, huh. Yeah. Anyway, so here's our Force Awakens overlap, apart from hearing, like... Yeah, you know, or Taco we're Donna. getting like super close to Force Awakens. We are okay. very, very close. Hmm. How many seasons of this shit do we think? The show? Yeah. So we're in episode 15. We're not at the end yet. And you're pondering. We're on much. episode 16. You're like, how many? How long do I have to endure this? Yeah. Um. So I want to vote that maybe Kaz shows up in real life. And maybe that's who Snap Wexley is hanging out with during Last Jedi. Yeah, so Snap Wexley and Jess Pova are allegedly on their own mission during The Last Jedi. That's Mm -hmm. addressed in the novelization of The Last Jedi, but beyond that, I don't know if it's addressed anywhere else in the canon. It might be maybe in a comic, but I don't know. Yeah, but maybe he meets up with Kaz. I don't know. Maybe. Do we know what the mission is? No, we have no idea. Exactly. They're just on their own mission. Perfect. So maybe that's where they can bring Kaz into real life. Got it. Got it. This actor looks a lot like him. Like, he could play him in real life. Well, no, it would be two separate people. Yeah, but I'm saying that the actor that the voice actor that plays Kaz could be in episode nine oh. as Kaz. Like, he could play Kaz. Okay. Yeah, either way. Yeah. Um, they're going on a mission to do something, but I missed what because I microwaved a personal pizza. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what I read. I love it. <laughs> tight all right I was hungry dope got it all right so i ate him are we on episode 17 yet no we're still on 16 all right oh god damn it i missed some of it because the next thing i wrote is oh shit it's all coming together sun sucked out the stuff from the thingy <laughs> <laughs> what a shit show <laughs> and right on cue red douche trooper returns bb8 goes back to poe they do this like really dumb space transfer where they like they're both flying their X-Wings, and they do them, like, head-to-head, kind of. And then BB-8 and the CB-23, bless his heart, they, like, float out and, like, switch places into the other X-Wings. And then Poe goes off with – it's so dumb. Poe goes off with BB-8, <laughs> and then Kaz goes back to the Colossus with this new one. But I'm very happy for BB-8 bringing the fuck away from Kaz. Yeah. It was so dumb. They're just, like, floating in space, like, dude. Like AP5 and then episode yeah. Rebels. <laughs> oh, I love AP5. I love that scene. <laughs> and then he's pissed when someone comes pick him up. <laughs> like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I love that so much. That character is the most relatable character in that show besides Chopper. I love it. <laughs> oh, AP5 is the best. He was. Oh. Um, okay, I'm on the last episode already. Okay. Whoa, we've almost done the entire second half of Resistance. There's three more episodes left. Okay, good to know. So I have to recap those two. <clears throat> episode seven the disappeared i made a lot of notes for this one i probably don't need all the notes first item that we see is racing and shit and it reminds me of spyro the dragon because they're going through all these little hoops and like i don't know if you ever played spyro the dragon on playstation no. like you told go you through- man n64 only and that's all okay. i got 
Okay, right. There'd be like these little like rainbow hoop things where you can get all these extra points. Spire the Dragon was fun. Got it. Um, it actually is how I got to meet Carrie Fisher. Is the guy I did the Spire of the Dragon game or worked at the Spire of the Dragon game company oh. who got me into C2E2 that year. That's cool. Yeah. A 90s brass fixture trooper is hating on the Doza dude via a hologram. We see BB9E again. Oh my God. Hold the fucking front door. A spot is open for a new ace. Holy shit. Everyone halt. Wait, who died? I don't know. Okay. I don't think anyone died. <laughs> or maybe someone quit. I don't know. I don't know why there's a new spot open. Maybe they just wanted more. Anyway, so Brass, like, uh, Kaz and th- that chick, Tam, maybe. Mm-hmm. Mm, they're, like, talking about it, like, I'm going to win. No, 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 no. They're so dumb. So Brass Fixture dude shows up in real life. He's like, yo, you better cancel those games. And then everyone's pissed. And then I'm also sad that the Rodian guy doesn't have really glittery eyes. Hmm. Uh, also, we have BB Hate <laughs> running around, standing right next to people listening to them, and no one seems to fucking notice. You know, like no one notices a droid just rolling around, like. Nye, 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 nye. And then we got some Disney commercials. I don't want a live action Kim Possible. I don't either. I don't want like who asked for that. Also, if you're gonna do it, don't I don't do better. Oh. Fuck. I know, right? Like, ugh. And then there was, like, some, like, teen drama about, like, dating woes or something. It looked like. I don't know. I didn't oh, pay that much attention. Who yeah, anyway. Fuck that. Yeah. Okay. So, we got Disney commercials. And then Floaty Running Down the Hall by Kaz and Tora. I missed why because I was trying to figure out Twitter. And then we see... <laughs> then we see Hype Faison. Is that what his name? Mm-hmm. Okay. And the big bar lady in a box. Again, I missed why because of Twitter. Kaz and Tam are like banging on Yeager's door and he's like, No, don't come in. Da, 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 da. I was like, Oh my gosh, he's banging a chick or getting on with something. I yep. don't know. Uh but I was wrong. He was just talking to Doza about some boring shit. Boom. Yeah, right? Like how fun would it be to have like like an oops? Get yours, Yeager, you know? I know. Come on. Where's the sex in Star Wars? Bring back sex in Star Wars. hmm Or bring it in, I guess. I was gonna say where's it been? Where's it in the first place? Yeah. Mm, let's see the box people go on a ship how the fuck did the first order stormtroopers miscast from two feet away looks like nothing's changed there and then the box people decide they're all going to go to taco donna too so like the bar lady uh hype some other people and i guess sonara is probably there too everyone's gonna go hang out at fucking taco donna wait so is everyone just bailing from the colossus now in this episode well a group is because they were captured and going to be like sent probably to die. Um, but everyone just happens to know Mas Kanata. Okay. Mas Kanata, whatever, however you pronounce that. Whatever. And um, I guess everyone knows her or everyone knows about Taco Donna and they just want to go say hey. Tight. Let's see. So Kaz and Tora watch them escape and then they go back to like the shop. Or whatever it is, the place they work at called. And the 90s fixture trooper is there with all the other dudes. And they're like, whoa, you're under arrest. Ah. Fah. Mm. Three more episodes. Thank the baby Jesus. Très bien. Merci. That was something. (laughs) I like your recaps. They're funny and salty and to the point. (laughs) Thank you. It was beautiful. 
Any final thoughts? Like, what? Where? So you have one moment now where you found Kaz relatable. Is there any redeeming quality to this show for you, where you're like enjoying it a little bit more? Are you eager to see what's to come? I am curious to see what's to come. Okay, I'm curious to see what they're going to show, like how much overlap they're going to show. Because I saw on Twitter that people are like, "Oh, maybe the last episode will be like." them watching a projection of Hux giving that huge speech on Starkiller Base. Well, did you see they... that? Did you see the trailer? There was no. a mid-season... Okay, I saw the mid-season trailer. So they do show Hux giving that speech. So that's going to come into it at some point. So are, you're, you said you went through 17 episodes, or you went through episode 17 just now. So there are there only three left? Yes, there are only three left. Interesting. The second one, or sorry, two what? and three are a two-part finale. That Got it. Are, Set, like split up in the weeks they're okay. not combining them got it um so i guess by next recording i'll have how does this work i don't know i'll have two more it'll be before the final one okay interesting yeah so i don't know i mean i'm curious to see i still don't really like it but you know i like talking shit about things so it's fine it sounds like you were watching it at home so you're not watching it on the bus anymore no i was paying attention this time cool right on no, that's Except awesome. when I was microwaving a pizza yeah. or trying to figure out Twitter. You had better things to do, man, you know? I get it. <laughs> this is life. This is real life. Yeah. All right. So I'm glad at this point that we we actually pre-recorded a, uh, a listener email question, our answer to a listener email question earlier this week when we were sober because it was kind of a deep question and we did not want to do what we were drinking. I, I think we might have kind of fucked it up anyway, but we did a good job oh i'm sure yeah i'm sure we did a good job we tried real hard (laughs) yeah we're gonna splice that in right here enjoy our like totally sober voices uh hopefully it's not that different but maybe and here you go so i'm gonna read timothy's question because our good friend timothy at toasted zen from twitter yeah, he's our buddy, and he made our first memes, which was the best day of my Yay. life. It was so awesome. Uh, and he sent us an awesome question. Cassie and Andor was working along with the rebels who would all say, may the force be with you, and who had a reverence of a sort for the Jedi. We now know that Cassian had been in this fight since he was six years old and was originally part of the Confederate of Independent Systems, also known as the Separatists. So what might have that been like for him growing up and possibly thinking of the Jedi as the bad guys? Did the Separatists also have Force Faith followers within it, and how would a citizen deal with that conundrum? We see in A New Hope that some of the Imperials felt that the Jedi religion was an old and outdated belief system, but was that designed into the Imperial doctrine or just a feeling held by some of its members? All right. I've got a shitty half-baked answer and then a really thought-out answer. Cool. I have just like a couple of really shitty a quarter baked answers. So let's let maybe let's have you go first with your shitty half-baked. Okay. Shitty half-baked. I think he's from an outer rim planet, right? Oh, I don't know. I looked it up and I saw the name, but I didn't look it's too deeply like fest or something yeah. i don't know we don't know how like news traveled way far out because a lot of people there wasn't really like like was the hollow net a thing then yeah or like does outer rim even have access to it so maybe they heard when the jedi were all slaughtered we don't know what they heard but maybe they thought the Jedi were going on their side or something. And it's kind of like when Voldemort killed Snape. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's kind of like 
oh, they're bad, they're the worst, and then they all get killed, and it's like, well, maybe they were on our side all along. Hmm. That's my shitty answer. Oh, I would think, like, the deep thinkers would maybe think that. I don't know. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I like that answer, though. But that would just be why he personally may be okay with it. So... Yeah. Okay. I'm trying to decide where to start because I don't feel like any of my answers are that good for this because I just didn't, I don't know. I had like literally had never thought, I had never given any thought to what the Separatists thought of the Jedi. I never once thought about it. Like Me neither. I've watched the Clone Wars like probably two or three times all the way through and I've never once been like, oh, because I'm just obviously not a deep thinker. (laughs) But my thing is, is that I think... Part of it is that I had to like stop and break down like the timeline because I always have to. And mm-hmm. so Cassian was 26 years old when he died. He was so he was born. Let me see. No. Yeah, that's right. He was 26 years old when he died, which means he was seven years old when the Clone War ended and when Order 66 happened. So, mm-hmm. and then he had said, I've been in this fight since I was six years old. So, since roughly when the Empire became a thing and I just don't know I always kind of thought that he he talks about you know when he's talking about the guardians of the wills on what planet is that a rock Jetta Jetta good call he comes off as a little like Han Solo-y for me in A New Hope where, in his attitude where he's like there's no Han Solo says there's no mystical energy field that controls my destiny and that's yeah. kind of like how it feels when he talks about you know, how the guardians of the wills now are just causing trouble for everyone. It just felt like a little bit loaded. So you did kind of feel a little bit of maybe that animosity that yeah, he has. Yeah, I totally see that. I mean, it's a good mirror. But yeah, honestly, I'd never thought about it. And the way, the thing that I think I find sort of annoying sometimes in Star Wars is that they tend to like group entire planets of people into like one think group. Like, mm-hmm. the Mandalorians think this, and the Alderaanians believe this, and things like that. And I just think that's, like, that just seems really strange to me, because, like, think about if people did that for planet Earth. <laughs> if they were, like, <laughs> all humans think this, or all humans think this way, or believe this. And then, also, imagine if we only had one or two spokespeople for our entire planet. Oh, God. Can you even imagine? Like, that'd be so fucked up. One would have to be me. It'd be amazing. Yeah, definitely. You could be the other one. Sure. We have a new job. Let's have two 30-something educated Caucasian women be, that are American, be the entire spokespeople. Yes. We'd be so good at it. Yeah. Everyone vote. (laughs) Jesus Christ. That would just be so bad. We would just be like... We'd be assassinated it'd be, so fast. It'd be happy hour always. Every hour would be happy hour. Someone would poison us. Yeah, we'd definitely. Like gone. We would definitely get assassinated, and that's probably for the best. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, no, but we shouldn't be in charge um, of anything. Not even this. So that's my whole thing is that I'm like, not every single person that was part of the Separatists probably thought the way the Separatist leaders thought. I would like to think that some of them maybe thought differently. I don't know if Cassian and his planet or his people thought that way, but it's just maybe something to think about. Um, and I also kind of think that like tens of thousands of Jedi were on missions all over the galaxy leading up to the Clone War. And then during the Clone War, not all of them were called back to Coruscant immediately. So maybe some of them stayed put and maybe some of them were actually on Fest or whatever planet he's from or in surrounding areas, like continuing to do whatever work they were doing separate from whatever the republic was ordering them to do 
Yeah, I was kind of thinking that. Like, maybe there was a nice one hanging out in his neighborhood. Yeah, so I, but I don't know. I'm like, I guess when <laughs> your friendly neighborhood Jedi, <laughs> you know, just the your casual neighborhood. Where's a cardigan? Yeah, wears some robes, carries a laser sword, turns it on every now and then. I don't know. Like, you know. It's like balloon animals, but with a lightsaber. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you picture that? He's just that weird dude down the street. Or girl, because some Jedi yeah. were female. Um, Dudettes. But yeah, that this question was like super loaded for me from Timothy of, you know, did they have force faith followers within it, the separatists? Like, I bet they did. And not everybody. You can't yeah. group that entire group of people into like one thought system, I think. So I would like to think, yeah, some of them were open, more open minded than others. So my thing with the rebellion and I pulled from books for this. I pulled from Leia, Princess of Alderaan, from Ahsoka um, and then also from what we see at the end of Revenge of the Sith. Cassian was in Fulcrum, right? Or part of Fulcrum? He was in. He was a Fulcrum agent, yes. Okay, yes. Who started Fulcrum? Bail Organa, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Bail saw Jedi children being slaughtered. He's the only or the first human to know that Palpatine's like an evil Sith Lord. He made a huge effort to put signals out to stop any Jedi going back to the temple on Coruscant, right? He, he knows that there for sure are two left, at Revenge of the Sith, still looking for others, but he for sure knows Obi-Wan and Yoda are around. And after seeing, like, all this horrible, crazy shit that happened, maybe he kind of wants to keep, like, kind of, like, memorialize them in a way. And then he also knows that they both have really important missions. So keeping, like, faith in the Force just as something you say um, would be something he would do, I think. And then, like... If everyone's saying it, it's kind of like in you know elementary school when you say the Pledge of Allegiance before the bell rings every day. Mm-hmm. I mean, he could just not even be thinking twice about it. But Bail made it a point to go look for people. He found Ahsoka. Did Cassian meet Ahsoka? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Right? So that's my best explanation, I think. So summarize your thought overall of what you think the answer to his question is. Bail Organa. Wants to keep the memory of the Jedi alive. He knows what really happens and what evil is really out there. So because he started or was a big part in starting the rebellion, it would have been something that he would have said as a leader. And like maybe he would have explained to people what happened to the Jedi or something. But it would have been part like to memorialize and just as a leader, he would just be spreading that, I think. Cassian probably wouldn't be thinking twice about it. He's hung out with Bale. Bale's like, yo, this is what's up. Like, we need to keep their memory alive. They need all the help they can get because they've got these, like, lifelong missions that they're in hiding for. May the Force be with you. Keep faith in the Force. So your answer is that you don't think Cassian would have a problem with them saying that or have a problem with the fact that these people are, like, Force faith followers or that Bale Organa has this sort of principle that he follows? It doesn't have to be like a spiritual thing. It can be just like, all right, good luck. We need the force to help us. Whatever. Good luck. Everyone, good tidings. Yeah. It's like when you say Godspeed, it's like, I'm not religious, but I've said Godspeed to people. and like, I don't know. Or Merry Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. So thanks for the question, Timothy. 
We've gotten some other listener emails and tweets. Um, we got one not too long ago about Star Wars Celebration. We heard from listener Joey on Twitter on uh, just a couple days ago. He's also local to Chicago slash Chicagoland. And another tip, he had another tip that we should pass along to people that he thinks that would be helpful. Um, and then I actually saw the question again on Twitter today from somebody about the weather in Chicago. And the the it's a question we all have. What is the weather going to be like in Chicago in April? It's completely up in the air because Chicago could be like a real chilly 40 degrees or it could be like 70 and sunny in April. It's a complete toss up. Or it could be all of them the same weekend. Yeah, exactly. It could go from one end to the next like within five days. It'll be crazy. So it's really just going to, if you're coming to Star Wars Celebration, keep an eye on the weather because it's volatile here and it's very, it's been a very cold winter. This is the coldest winter that we've had since I moved here five years ago we almost hit the record for one of the coldest days oh I thought we I thought we did hit that like that day that I stayed home from work because I don't normally have work I don't have a flexible work from home thing like Alice does and I was home two days we kept our office closed for two days this year I think we were close but it has been one of the coldest winters in a long 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 time so my anticipation is that it's going to continue it's going to stay cold for a little while and it's it's probably going to be on the cold side but really seriously who knows but uh in 2018 C2E2 had an entire ballroom dedicated to Kochek. So Chicago's Comic-Con also takes place at McCormick Place. They only took cash. So bring your coat and bring cash and plan to check your coat if you're coming to Celebration. Um, what else do we have? Um, so apart from that, one of our listeners on Twitter, Billy D, he's at Davis Billy, but backwards. I just don't want to spell it. He asked for our favorite restaurants. So I'm just going to give one place in the loop that I really loved going. Laura and I discovered it together. It's called Miller's Pub. Oh, that was such a fun night. I know. That's one of my favorite Chicago memories was going to Chicago, was going to Miller's Pub with you that night. Yeah, we randomly just walked in. It looked like a total shithole from the outside, but I think that's because construction was going on. Yeah. But it's a nice mix of like... Like regulars, but nice, but not nice, and like a really good selection of drinks. Yeah, and that's a good recommendation because that's right in the loop, so it's not far from where everyone's going to be. That's what I'm going with, Miller's Pub. That's awesome. So I have a lot of places that I could recommend, and I could, I really could go on forever about this, but I'm not going to um, because a lot there are a lot of factors at play. Like, what neighborhood are you going to be staying in? What price point do you want to be in? What kind of cuisine do you really like? What kind do you want to avoid? If you have specific questions, shoot us a DM. I'm going to post a bunch of my favorites on our website because the list is way too long to go through. So just keep that in mind. Send us a DM. Send us an email. And we'll be happy to put a list together for you. Yeah. And our website should be coming out in the next week or two. Yeah. But we talked about pizza last episode. The one thing that I will mention is like if you get to Chicago and it's your first time here and you think it might be your only time for a while, try and squeeze in an Italian beef or a Chicago style hot dog somewhere. You can get both of those things at Portillo's. That's one of a that's one of my favorites. They do a really good Italian beef. Italian beef is kind of like like Chicago's equivalent of like a Philly cheesesteak. It's like our version of that, but it, it's it's way better. Still never had it. Oh my god, it's so good. They're so so good. Um so look into the places like that and get a Chicago hot dog while you're here. We'll leave it at that and we'll post recommendations on our website cuz my list is way too long to get into here. We don't have time. Yeah. Let's see. People asking us about like general safety and stuff about the South and West side. Again, we really, you guys, we just don't know. I'll, I'll ask around and find out what I can, but we're, we're, 
we live on the north side of the city. We tend to stay on the north side of the city. The farthest south we ever go is the South Loop in McCormick Place, and that's that's about it. So if you're staying anywhere on that side of the of of the city, we may not be very helpful. And for that, I apologize. Um, but we have some general safety tips, you know, and a lot of it's common sense. Yeah. So you got to be street smart. Do not walk around with big noise canceling headphones on at night people will see that you cannot hear anything and come sneak up on you. If you have to listen to something or if you're on the phone with someone, just have one earbud or earpod or whatever it's called in your ear and stay in well-lit places. That should go without saying. If it is really late at night or really early in the morning and it's pretty empty out, like not rush hour or normal human being waking hours, take Uber, Lyft, or a cab um, it's just not worth it to try anything else, even if it's like seriously, even if it's only a few blocks, if it's three in the morning. Mm-mm. Yeah, definitely do not. I would definitely not be walking around um, the convention center area at that time of night. That would not be smart. So, yeah, it, it's really all about common sense and street smarts. So keep that in mind. A um, couple other CTA tips beyond like not taking it too late at night. Um, and by that, I would mean like, I mean, like the CTA can get sketchy like after 9 p.m. So that's just like something to keep in mind, depending on what part of the city that you're in. I've had friends on the north side get on trains and have just crazy shit happen to them when it's not even that laid out. So especially on weekends, just be smart about it. Move to a different car if you need to. But we, I've been thinking, I've been trying to like tweet some other tips from the Forest Host account about CTA. One of them I haven't tweeted yet. If you're riding the train during rush hour, which you might be during the day or in the evening, and you're wearing your backpack that's got all your shit in it for celebration to like keep you happy all day. Please take your backpack off when you're riding the train. You'll see other Chicagoans not doing this, and they are um, pieces of shit. Take your backpack off if you are standing on a crowded train. More people can fit on the train. Even on take, the platform. Yeah. Take take it off. Um, it'll, it'll just make more room for more people. It doesn't seem like a lot, but trust me, it is. Well, it's not even making more room for more people. It's not about that. It's about it's so much easier for like a good pit pocket to just come up behind you and take your shit and unzip things oh, with a backpack. Definitely. Um, that's why there's that whole new trend. Everyone has those Toomey backpacks. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it. I don't know. No. But everyone's wearing little backpacks and stuff, purses now. And I'm like, you're asking for your shit to get stolen. Yeah. You know, like you're putting your cell phone in like the most back pocket that anyone has access to. Backpacks, be careful with them. If you like keep your wallets and stuff in your pockets, really. Yeah. But when you're anywhere crowded, hold it in front of you where you can see all the pockets but it's if it's a big pack pack it's really a courtesy thing take it off when you're riding the train the other thing about riding the trains is that you mentally prepare yourself for getting on super crowded trains if you're riding the train at any point during rush hour like during the week when people are coming in wednesday thursday friday if you're riding the train in the morning or or like you know anywhere from like four to 7 p.m. Mm-hmm. prepare yourself for very crowded trains people pack into these things and if you're claustrophobic at all it may not be a good way for you to travel same um, with buses yeah plan on you know uber and lifting if, if you're not a person that's comfortable being in crowded places like that um because it can get a little bit nuts so ventra if you're using the metra again look everything up on google I'll tell you the best way to get places but i think there's an app where you can use ventra um you can get to the metro with a with an app instead of having to actually have a card or like a ticket. But there, the Ventra app I have at least is not compatible with the newest iOS. Really, I just used it the other day. Well, so it might not be compatible on my phone then, on like the newest iPhones. Oh, because you have the new one. You've got the ten. Yeah, 
Interesting. Yeah. Well, so, give them a minute. They'll, they'll update it. It's not a big deal. That, that'll be fixed, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, they haven't updated it since September, so... Interesting. Well, yeah. I have an iPhone 7, and I just mm-hmm. used the Venture app the other day, and it works fine for the for buying tickets for that. But that's that's good to know. Interesting. Yep. If you have a new iPhone 10, um, be aware that that may not work. Yep. And then we also got a voicemail from our dear friend, Anthony. He's on Twitter at a rural farm boy. I cannot say that word. No, you did good. Good job. Well, thank you. He sent us the nicest voicemail on Friday, so we're going to go ahead and play it. I'll do Forest Toast Girls. This here's Anthony. You know me as Rural Farm Boy in that there Twitterverse. Just want to give you this here message. You're only a few episodes into your show, and you're doing a damn fine job. Just keep doing what you're doing the way you're doing and having fun and carrying on. That's a great lot of fun to listen to you. And that you include Star Wars trivia mixed up in your show. That there makes it even more fun because ain't nobody else does that on other shows. And I might maybe know because I listen to a whole lot of them. So when you put your next episode together, I'm looking greatly forward to it. And I know many others are too. I'm going to get some more friends over at you. What ain't already there. There's a bunch. They know you're around. So till you do your next show, Miss Laura, Miss Alice... May the force be with each of you. See you on the radio. And may the force be with you too, Anthony. Oh my god! I know we were both just like crying at our work, de- or we tearing got apart. Message on like Friday morning, and I had the most stressful week at work. And I walked in on Friday morning to that message, and I like fuck, I could not even. I could, I just could not even handle it. That was so nice. So, so nice. Thank you so much, Anthony. We really appreciate it. You're the best. But no, we really do have like a lot of fun together. We really do. This is this is great. We really enjoy doing this and we're having a lot of fun like getting to interact with other people and meet other Star Wars fans. Like this celebration, your celebration, your first celebration, Alice, is going to be so different than mine was. And not like better or worse because mine was still really fun. But like we have like we're going to have like so many like IRL like friends when we get there and it's going to be great. Unfortunately, Anthony's not going to be there, which I'm sad about. But it's just it's going to be fantastic. This is so such a bummer. It's awesome. Yeah. Thanks so much. Because oh, we really do have a lot of fun. (laughs) We really do. I love it. It's awesome. Oh, thanks again, Anthony. Yeah. Should we jump into trivia? Yeah, we should. Let's do trivia. So we okay. we're still standing by. To get a very exciting, or to be able to announce a very exciting yes. thing that's coming. Our friend Jemmy knows. Mm-hmm. With with regards to Star Wars Celebration and okay. trivia. Trives. There is exciting stuff happening, but we can't talk about it yet. Yeah, we can't talk about it. But because of this fantastical news, only Laura will be quizzed from henceforth. Not forever and ever, just maybe at least... For this episode, maybe the next couple until celebration. Until celebration, only Laura will be quizzed. Yeah, we're going to focus on movies, and Alice is just going to quiz me, and we're going to see how I do. So here we go. We're doing Trivial Pursuit this week. Alice is going to pick a random card. We're going to do a whole card, all six questions. Okay, the last, first of all, the last of the questions is always behind the scenes, and most of the time it's behind the scenes, and I don't think a lot of that's going to apply, so please don't judge me if I get those wrong. No one's judging you anyway. Laura, do you know what percentage I've gotten right in all of our episodes? (laughs) It's low. That's why I amended my Twitter profile to say, like, Chicago Star Wars Trivia Champ 2017. Got it. Did you see that I did that? Yeah, I saw that you did that. 
I had to. <laughs> All right, here we go. Who does Princess Leia try to put at ease by offering a bit of food? Wicked. Yes, queen. Okay. Who uses force lightning to toss Yoda across the room against the far wall? Uh, Sidious, right? Yes. Okay. Yes, or Palpatine, yeah. Palps, as I call him, yes. When Jedi, or sorry, when Jedi, which Jedi is 25 standard years old in the Phantom Menace? I didn't, I never heard anything referred to as standard years. Interesting. Um, is Obi-Wan Kenobi 25? He is indeed. Okay. I've heard, um, there's this, there's a thing in the Phantom, not the Phantom Menace, The Force Awakens talking about galactic standard time. It's like an overhead thing that's playing, like, when they're on Starkiller Base. There's like a... An announcement that it says that, which I that was the first time I'd ever heard that referred to. Yeah, I'd never knew that either. Uh, on whose back does C3PO hitch a ride when he's legless? <laughs> Chewbacca. Good times. <laughs> yeah. How rude. Okay. Which enemy vehicles do the rebels first spot on the North Ridge from Echo Station 3T8? Enemy vehicles from 3T8? My God. From Echo Station. That's that's your keyword. Yeah, is, is are they at ads? Yes. Okay. Yes, because I have that sweatshirt that says Echo Base Hoth. Yeah. Does yeah. it have that three T H on it? No, it doesn't have three T eight. Oh, like okay. eight ball. Got it. Huh. Magic eight ball. Mm-hmm. That could have sounded really bad. All right. <laughs> I'm too late. I just put it in everyone's head. You're welcome. Which two characters are addressed as your worshipfulness? Which two characters? That would be Leia and Jabba. Jabba Dahut. 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 <laughs> That's so awesome. Oh, wait, did, was that? Or as we now know, Jabba Le Hut. Jabba Le Hut. Jabba Le Hut. <laughs> yes. Yes. Did I get the whole card right? You did. Nice. Do you want another one? Should we do another one? Let's do another one. That was let's quick. Another one. All let's right. do another one. Um, let's see. How, ma- how many digits does a Tordarian have on each hand? Oh, I know this one. That's a good question. Is it three? Yes. Oh, cool. he's got those like creepy claws and a thumb. Got it. Yeah. Shot in the dark. Good one. Who though. admits my mentor told me everything about the force, even the nature of the dark side? Uh, Palpatine. No. C. Oh, really? Well, yeah. Oh, okay. Who else would it be? I don't know. I was thinking Maul because he doesn't talk much, but he's got like one line. So maybe that was a, I don't know. Mm. Good to know. Yeah. No. It's from the films. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Who assures Luke Skywalker there will be no bargain? Bork- Why did I say that word? There will be no bargain. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, there will be no bargain. Jabba. See. Yeah. What is this full name again in French? Jabba Le Hutt. Yes. Oh, God. You're bilingual. <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> um, who gives Han Solo the bad news that the code at the indoor bunker has been changed? Oh, fuck. Um... R2-D2? Princess Leia. Okay. I know. Weird. Interesting. Yeah. So weird. It's a good one. Uh, let's see. Which turret mounted... Mounted. Not mountain. Why am I trying to say mountain? I know why. It's because I've drank too much. <laughs> <laughs> Let me take another sip before trying to read this. Yeah. This has been a fireball-filled day. I enjoyed it very much. Yeah, it's been a good day. Like, we didn't fuck up too bad. No, I don't think we'll have to re-record this one. <laughs> no, I don't think we'll have to re-record either because normally, like, I know we need to re-record when I don't remember the trivia. Yeah. Actually, last time I didn't remember the trivia either. So I definitely remember it now. We're good. All right. 
Which turret-mounted weapon do the Genosians use to project globes of concussive energy? <gasps> I've been wondering about this for a while. I'm so glad that this came out. Oh my god! Like the little like blue, you know, like the yellow. Yeah, this weapons and because uh, you really get to know those when you're playing Battlefront because you're like, oh, what's that yellow circle shit? All of the at weapon me? stuff they're way easier for people who play the video game. Sorry, read the question one more time. Sorry. <laughs> Hold it so you don't see it. Not that you could read this tiny card from all the way over there. Mm-mm. Which turret-mounted weapon did the Genosians use to project globes of concussive energy? Mm. Mounted turret. I don't. I'm trying to think of something I could say that might be close because I obviously do not know. <laughs> Is it like a? I don't know. I have no idea. A sonic, a sonic cannon. All right. Good to know. Yeah, okay. those those weapons questions are rough. All right, this one you'll definitely get. Which actor makes a brief appearance as the ghost of Anakin Skywalker in the updated Return of the Jedi? That would be Hayden Christensen. Yes, good job, Laura. Beautiful. Thank you. Yay. Two good cards. Hurrah. Uh, did I just get one wrong or was it two wrong? Uh, I think it was just one. Cool. And right. you also said one of your answers in a different language. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> <Sacre> bleu. <laughs> L'étoile noire. I love it. Or La Guerre d'Etoiles. J'aime beaucoup La Guerre d'Etoiles. Oui? Oui. Uh-huh. Okay, good. Um, <laughs> all right. Yay, trivia. Yay. We've got our work cut out for us. I know. Um, I've got some movie watching to do. Same. I think we do have a trivia match coming up in we like a might. couple of weeks. I ran into our buddy Jeremy the other day, and he informed me that we are uh, maybe doing another Star Wars trivia coming up here in Chicago mm-hmm. in two weeks at Joe's on Weed. So we might be there if there are any listeners in the Chicago arena that want to come watch us win at trivia. Everyone wish us luck. Yeah. And don't come to trivia because we want to dominate. And I think the winnings are like an open bar, so you can get free drinks if you are around or cheer us on. Or well, yeah. It's good like vibes. the winnings, I think, are you get a happy hour for you and like 20 friends, but I don't know if you can use it that night. I think it's like it might be like a future. That'd be perfect. Everyone cheer us on. Send us like... Say may the force be with us. Yeah, man. It'll be great. And then we'll share with you. Joe's is a huge bar, and they do a lot of trivia, so we might have some, like, real stiff competition. I'm going to catch up. Don't worry. No, I'm going to get get back in fighting form. I'm going to work out. (laughs) All right. So what are we toasting to this week? We're down to the the end, right? Uh, Yep. Toast to not having to re-record this one. Cheers. And uh, also toast to our friend Anthony for sending us the nice voicemail that made our day on Friday. Yeah, he also left us a really nice review on iTunes, so we really appreciate that too. Thank you. Uh, My toast to this week is uh, I want to raise a toast to the podcast Jammed Transmissions. I think it was actually Anthony, our buddy Anthony, recommended that I listen to that episode because he knows that I'm a Rebels fan, and they did a whole episode on Kanan. And it was amazing. I I remember like listening to it in the kitchen while I was doing dishes or cooking or something and I was like crying in my kitchen because it was just it was so good and it was so moving it was an amazing episode funny thing about their uh their show though they swear a lot but they bleep it out that's a lot of work it's so much work they like they swear like maybe not as much as we do but they swear a lot and they have to do a lot of like 
bleeps to get to get rid of it, which is hilarious. Just to have it not marked as explicit. I think so. Yeah, I'm just you know, dudes, just swear. Yeah, just, just do it. That's all I got. It, the, it, but I'm I'm raising a toast to our friends at Jam Transmissions. Nicely done this week, guys. Yay. Right in time for hashtag Rebels Remembered. Hashtag Rebels Remembered, indeed. Yeah. Posting that fucking cake. Okay, so what to expect for next episode? March 19th will be our release. Maybe we'll, we'll have read Queen Shadow. We're going to try. We probably won't. <laughs> I'm, not a, I'm not a fast reader. It takes me a while. Yeah, I'm going to say A for effort. Maybe we will. Maybe we won't. Mm-hmm. If we do, then we're going to have a book report. Um, neither of us have done a book report in 20 years. Yeah, maybe a little more. Uh, 20 years or more. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how that goes. Mm, if you have any suggestions of how to format a book report, send them our way because we don't know. Uh, hopefully we will have a fun announcement about celebration to make. We just can't make it yet. Boo. Boo. Someday yeah. soon. It'll be soon and it'll be exciting. Yes. Super exciting. Keep and an eye on Twitter. If we can announce it before next episode, we'll announce it on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. Twitter. Okay. Sweet. Here we go. Outro this. <laughs> Outro your face. All right. <laughs> So, again, thanks for listening. Um, Word of mouth is probably the best way to get recommendations. So if you like what you hear, tell your friends about us. Find us on Twitter at ForcedToastPod or email us at ForcedToastPod at gmail.com and let us know what our next trivia theme should be. We would love your suggestions. Or just send really hard questions to me and I'll read them to Laura next episode. That works, too. At Slaya all day. Yeah, send her a DM so I don't see it. Yep. Um, or you can just drop us a line at the Force Toast Gmail or Twitter to just say hello. We love that. You can subscribe to us on uh, on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Overcast, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and SoundCloud. And listener Ryan this week rec- uh, requested that we get our feed into Podbean. So we're going to look into that. Uh, promise soon. Um, we'll let you know how that goes. And if we're missing your favorite podcatcher, please drop us a line and let us know. Au revoir. Beautiful. Ding. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. All right. Killed it. Yeah. Although I feel like when I hear you say junk, I immediately think of balls. So like, <laughs> just say like lady bits. No, I like saying junk because I think it's funnier. Okay. I had to get my junk waxed. <laughs> Still? <laughs> yes. Dee dee butt butt. Ooh. Sorry. Which actor makes a brief appearance? Appearance? Mm-hmm. You said this I last said time. I had appearance, yeah. God damn it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, just, just do it. Just let your freak flag fry. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, that. Okay. I did. I ran into our buddy Jimmy the other day, and he mentioned that Jeremy. they're... Jer- Jimmy. Fuck. <laughs> oh, my God. The man that introduced us, Allison. I got his name wrong. Jesus, fuck. All right. So that was the... I'll let you lead into it. I need to, like, take my shirt off. I think I'm hot.